This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Hey, this summer we have been doing a series on thriving. And Pastor Solomon and Pastor Evan kicked it off two weeks ago. If you haven't heard that, they started it off on spiritual health. If you didn't get a chance to be here, go back and listen to those on podcast because they are so, so um, great and they will add a lot into um, your life. And so tonight, I am going to talk about an area that I am very passionate about um, and nobody get up and leave until the end, okay? I promise. We're gonna talk about physical health. And one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about it started when I was about yay big because I had a grandpa, I have a dad, I have a grandma, I have lots of grandparents that I have seen them be wise with their health. I can remember as a young child, my grandpa doing pull-ups as a little kid thinking, wow. And a few weeks ago, um, my dad, I was talking to him and I was telling him both of my childhood best friends, they didn't know that dads could lift weights until they met my dad. And they were thinking he was such an anomaly. And I grew up in a home where my mom cooked dinner and I saw that health was an important thing. And the reason why it became important to me was because as I entered into my adult years, I started seeing my teammates, my friends, my family, and my coworkers be given like death sentences and struggle with chronic sicknesses and, and have really hard things come up in their life because they weren't taking care of their health and they weren't exercising and they weren't eating right. And so tonight, I wanna talk about what God says about physical health, not what I say. And I will tell you this, one of the reasons that I got passionate about it was because not only what I saw, but then what I did and what I felt and what I saw with the connection of the word of God. So I've been a certified personal trainer for 21 years. I love to coach people. I love to help people. I have a minor in nutrition and I have a degree in health. So if, if that doesn't get you excited, even more so, I am really, really passionate about what God says about healthful living. So we're gonna take a few minutes and we're gonna talk about what healthful living is. But before we do that, one of the things that I'm really big on, I work here in Lubbock at one of the most amazing companies ever that is out of the state of Texas. And yes, I'm giving a marketing ploy for Germ Blast. The reason why is because I work for a very godly company. And anytime there's a godly company, we wanna shout it from the rooftops, right? And I get to work there, and so I'm telling you that. And the reason being is because in my current job right now, it's funny, I do all of our training. And what we're planning to train for in the fall is how to do well-being and our employees thriving. And I thought, isn't that funny? We're doing a series at church on thriving, and then I'm creating an entire curriculum on thriving at my job. And so one of the things that I have to do, because I work with a lot of really, really smart people, and they love numbers, and they love data, and they love research. And so I'm gonna give you some data. I'm gonna give you some research. From the CDC in March of this year, of 2021, they state that one in four U.S. adults and only one in five high school students get the recommended levels of physical activity. One in four adults and one in five high school kids. The reason why this is so important, it can cost 
over 117 billion annually right now because of a lack of physical activity that results in healthcare. More than 84 million US adults, which is one in three, have prediabetes and 90% of them don't even know. And fewer than one in 10 adults and adolescents, they don't eat enough fruits and vegetables, which that stat is kind of funny, fewer than one. What is fewer than one? I'm like, what does that mean, fewer than one? So zero, <laughs> but fewer than one out of 10 adults and adolescents, they don't eat enough fruits and vegetables. And even more so, it goes on to say that an unhealthy diet, it can increase the risk of some cancers. It can cause overweight and obesity, and all these are linked to 13 types of cancer. These cancers can make up over 40% of all of them that are diagnosed. So tonight, listen to me, I'm not gonna talk to you about how to get skinny, about a quick fix. I'm not gonna talk to you about what size of pants you should be in. We're gonna talk about healthful ways that God wants you to thrive in your body, okay? Let's pray. Father God, we welcome you in right now. We thank you that your Holy Spirit would break down any false perceptions we have, open our eyes and open our ears, Father, so we can know you deeper and we can have a counter with you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Our theme scripture for this entire series is 3 John verses, um, or chapter one, verse two. And it says, dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. And last week, and the week before, Pastor Evan and Pastor Solomon, they introduced spiritual health. And good health and thriving, it starts in our spirit and our soul. But remember, we worship God's spirit, soul, and body. So the way that we worship God is through all three of those. And so one of the things we wanna figure out is what does the Bible say? Because Everything in the world is very confusing when it, becomes, when it comes to health, when it comes to exercise, right? Like they tell you, eat this. And then a month later, they're like, don't eat that, it's bad for you. And then they say, work out this way. And then they say, no, that doesn't work anymore. And there's a lot of confusion, right? Well, just like anything in our life, people can bring a lot of confusion to our spiritual health too. And so in order to have clarity on your spiritual health, where do you go? the word of God to find truth. And so we're gonna take a deep breath and we're gonna forget every type of social media, marketing, advertisement that has tried to give you a quick fix and we're gonna see what the word of God says. So if you'll turn over to Isaiah chapter 58, this is so good, this is in the New Living Translation. Isaiah chapter 58, verse 11. It says that the Lord will guide you continually watering your life when you are dry and keeping you healthy too. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. You know what I see here? The first thing it says, the Lord will guide you. It doesn't say that this person's gonna guide you, or it doesn't say that this social media influencer is gonna guide you. What does it say? It says the Lord is gonna guide you. And it says that when the Lord guides you continuously, what does he do for your life? He keeps you healthy. And that, that health, you'll be like a well-watered garden. One of the things I know about a garden, if it's a well-garden, well-watered garden, what does it have? It has a harvest. It has fruit. 
So if you're well watered, you should have fruit. And then it says that like an ever flowing spring. And what I know about an ever flowing spring when I visit areas that have water, not like Lubbock, Buffalo Springs doesn't count, right? It is alive and it's healthy. It's not just existing because the word in here says it's ever flowing, which means it's alive. And so the number one thing that we wanna start with, I'm gonna give you three points tonight on healthful living. And number one is to ask God for wisdom in healthful living. Number one, ask God for wisdom in healthful living. Our bodies are the temple of God. We should be wise because a lot of times we're very specific in what we let our eyes and what our ears listen to, right? We don't wanna watch trashy shows. We don't wanna listen to junky music, but we are perfectly fine with fueling our bodies with junk and trashing our bodies going without proper exercise. And I might step on your toes tonight, but I'm just gonna tell you what the word of God says. We can't put things in our spirit that are gonna be trashy and junky, just as if we can't eat things and do things that our body are trashy and junky and think that we're gonna be alive, we're gonna be healthy, and we're gonna be anointed. A lot of people don't wanna talk about this. You know why? Because in America, it steps on toes. But we're gonna talk about it because we wanna grow. And so I will tell you this, in that scripture, the Lord wants to be your shepherd. He wants to lead you and guide you, no matter where you are, no matter what age you are. And like anything, this is a process. It's not a, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. It's not a number on a scale, it's not what size your clothes on, it's not like looking like somebody else. Healthful living is honoring the Lord with the body he gave you day in and day out. That's all it is, y'all. And here's the deal, if you have dishonored the Lord by hurting his temple, your body, repent and start fresh. Because we worship God in everything that we do. The way that you love others, the way that you honor your authorities, when you work unto the Lord and even how you eat. We have all probably worshiped food more than God at times because we live in a culture in America, in Western civilization, that our entire world is revolved around food, right? Think about this. We celebrate because our kid got all A's. We celebrate birthdays with what? Food. Your kid does great on their first soccer game. What do we have? Cupcakes, right? It's such a weird thing. We celebrate with food. If you want to invest, then buy a franchise in fast food. Right now, that is the number one thing to franchise is fast food. Why? Because it's on every corner. We are obsessed with food. But let me give you some helpful tips here as we talk about this. Food is fuel, that's it. You're gonna have to renew your mind in that food is fuel. Food is not my joy, food is not what completes me, and it will not bring me closer to God. Some of you might say, you haven't tried my grandma's cinnamon rolls before, they are heavenly. Here's the deal, I'm gonna get to this. Food is fuel. It is not your joy. It is not what you turn to when you have a bad day. It is not what you turn to when you have a great day. 
You turn to God when you have a bad day. You turn to God when you have a good day. Food is not bad. Food is fuel. And just like any avenue in our life, it is more important, it cannot become more important to the Lord. So let me ask you this. Do you crave food more than you crave the presence of God? Do you think on the word of God? Do you think on the goodness of the Lord? Or do you think on your dinner options more? New York Times bestselling author and speaker, Lisa Turkhurst said, God never intended for us to want anything more than we want him. Has food been a stronghold for you? In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, this is in the NIV version, it says, no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. Can I tell you the way out? The way out is that God provides the ability for you to decide in advance what you will and will not eat. Food is a temptation for a lot of people. It has imprisoned a lot of people and it has caused a lot of harm in our society. Something that God intended as a fuel, as a substance to help our temples perform and be anointed to do his work. So number one, we ask the Lord for his guidance and his direction and healthful living. And number two, we plan ahead. So just like the scripture said, it said that God gives us a way out. And we're gonna jump into that in a second, but I will tell you, when you plan ahead, the best time to plan your meals is right after breakfast. You know why? Because you're full. If you try to plan your meals when you're depleted and you're starving, what happens? Everything sounds good, right? When we plan ahead, then we are able to prepare. We're able to have things on hand. So let me be clear in saying this. We don't need to flee food. That's not what I'm saying here. However, we must prevent the control that food has taken over our lives. In Matthew 6, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And you know what? I was shocked to discover the original Greek word for the, for the word seek. It's zeto, Z-E-T-E-O. And you know what that word actually means? It means to crave. So let's read this. Matthew 6, to crave first his kingdom and his righteousness. So that means that we're to crave God first and foremost. And in a practical sense, this means consuming food without letting food consume me. That's really big, y'all. I know when I crave something, if this is like y'all, I can't get it out of my head, right? When someone says something or you smell a wafting smell, you crave it, you think on it. Do we do that with the word of God? Because this means that I'm never gonna trade my identity, my birthright, the victorious woman that I'm meant to be for any kind of temporary physical pleasure. I don't want anything to do with that. 
But if we purposely begin to think before we eat, if we plan, if we're able to see the way out that it talked about in 1 Corinthians 10, that God promises when we are tempted and we keep our craving centered on God alone, then he's gonna bring success and he's gonna bring breakthrough in this area. So let me tell you this, practical planning begins with weekly meal planning. So I will tell you this because I have lived this and I have done this. If I don't plan my meals, I had to do this as a college person. I had to do this as a young adult by myself. If I don't plan what I'm gonna eat, then what I'm eating, what I want, it's gonna plan for me, right? So now that I have a family and now that we have a very fruitful schedule, we're not busy, we're fruitful. We choose everything we do and we love our life right now, but there's a lot of things on my family's calendar right now. Anybody else there? So here's the deal. If I don't weekly plan my family's meals, then you know what? I'm doing a disservice and I don't see it as worship to God because you know why? God blessed me with a godly husband. God has blessed me with two healthy children. And if I don't take care of what he has placed in my hands, why would he bless me more? That's my look on it. Because here's the deal, it's not fun to sit down sometimes. It is not glamorous. It's not a fun thing to plan out your meals. But you know how I do it? I grab our schedule and I have a meal planning sheet. And what I see, I see, okay, Tuesday night, we have games till this time. Thursday night, we have this event. Friday night. So you know what that means? I'll give you an example of this week alone. Monday night, we had four basketball games. We had seven on seven football. Tuesday night, we had four basketball games. So what did that mean? That mean we had to know when we were gonna eat, who was gonna cook what, and we took on this several years ago with my husband and I and my kids. We do everything as a team. We do things as a team. It doesn't all fall on me. So if I see we have a busy week and I know one night we're gonna grill chicken, guess what, we grill extra. That way later on, on nights like tonight when mom's preaching at church and brother has basketball and sister's gotta be somewhere else, you know what happens? We're gonna throw it in a pasta. We're gonna put it in a casserole. We're gonna have it in the crock pot, right? Because what's gonna happen is your kids get hungry and they never stop eating (laughs) and you always have to have food on hand, right? And so I have to make sure I am fueling my kids to be healthy and so they are growing and they are going to be in a place where I've put in disciplines in them. So we want to make sure and plan ahead. Practical planning. Planning also means that you communicate with your family. You have to communicate the why. You have to communicate the why. So several different times, my husband and I have been out of town and my high school son will go stay with friends. And I will say um, every time, it's 100% that the friends that he has stayed with, they eat out three times a day, every day that he's there. And he comes home and he's like, they eat out three times a day, mom. And here's the deal. I'm not saying eating out is bad. But the deal is, it costs money. It costs a lot of money. But then number two, the why. My kids know why we don't eat much fast food. The reason why is because when you cook at home, you see what you put in your food. I worked in the food business. I know how much butter. I know how much false food goes into food. You see how much salt and oil you put in when you're cooking, okay? But here's the deal. Your family is not gonna be 
on board unless you plan ahead and you communicate the why. So what is the why? The why is we want to honor God with our bodies as the temple. We want your body to function the way God created it to. I want you to live a long, prosperous life. And here's the deal. Prosperous does not just mean financial. It means healthy, especially right now. It means that you are functioning in the gifts and the talents that God created for you. And so the why means you get everybody on the same page. And the Bible specifically talks about that narrow is the road. And just like with thriving and spiritual health, y'all, how many people do you know are thriving in your life? Probably not many. When I said earlier that here, I'm creating this whole curriculum for my company on thriving, do you think it's because we have a lot of people thriving right now in the workplace and their well-being? The answer is no. Do you think in the church right now, we can look around and we can see very many people thriving? No, you know why? Because narrow is the road. Not many people are on it. So if you wanna thrive, guess what? You're gonna have to do things differently than everybody else. You're gonna have to explain to your kids, here's why we do this. So we wanna make sure that you are able to communicate the why. Planning includes what you drink. If you want one action step tonight to take, one action step, this is probably the most passionate nutrition tip that I, I am all about this. The reason why is because I have seen multiple freak accidents with young athletes breaking bones. I have seen so many adults get slapped with the name of a disease because of one thing, and it's because of sodas. Get off of sodas, okay? Because this is my soapbox and I'm getting on it. You get off sodas and I'll get off my soapbox, okay? <laughs> that was pretty good, right? Okay, get off sodas. Can I tell you why? There is not one nutritional item in there, not one. Most people say, I can't make it through the day without my Diet Coke. I can't live without Dr. Pepper. You know what, I heard those two phrases today at my office. I know for me, I want my heart to be, I can't live without God. And that's really the only thing I can't survive without. One can of soda contains 32 grams of sugar. The reason why I give you that is because the American Heart Association recommends no more than 25 grams of sugar per day for women and 36 grams for men. A study out of Australia found that those who consumed a 16 ounce soda, one per day, were 60% more likely of having depression, stress-related problems, and even suicidal thoughts. Just by consuming one can of soda, you increase your risk for diabetes by 26%. I could keep going. I have two other paragraphs. But the fact is, if all you drink and all you eat is refined sugar, why do you think that's all you crave? Because what you put in is what you're gonna crave. Just like with the word of God, the more you get into the presence of God, the more you crave the presence of God. You never, never before you were a Christian thought, oh, you know what sounds good? 
I'm going to read the Word of God on Friday night. No, said nobody ever, right? Then all of a sudden, God encountered you and changed you, and he changed your cravings, not overnight, but with your daily disciplines. You begin to change the cravings of your spirit, of your soul. The same is true in the physical. If all we put in is sugar, which is the number one drug in America, if that's all we put in, then that's all we're gonna crave. So I've coached many of my clients years after years how to get off sodas. And you know what every single one say? I hate water. Well, probably, you've only consumed sugar, right? Water's disgusting. Well, yeah, because that's all you've had is sugar. And so I'm gonna tell you this, the more that my clients would cut back on their soda and they'd replace it with water, not only the better they felt, the more energy they had, the more their bodies begin to function the way God created them to. If you've ever come to me and said, Amanda, will you pray for me for healing in my body? I've had people get mad at me and I look at them and say, absolutely. Because I not only believe, I've seen the power of God heal. But one of the things I ask when people say, will you, will you pray for healing over me? I'll grab their hands and I'll say, absolutely, I will join my faith, but are you gonna do your part? Because here's the deal, God made this the temple. We have the body that he made the temple. He lives in us and we destroy our bodies and then call on his name and we get mad when he doesn't heal us but we don't hold up our end of the bargain. Water is essential. The easiest way to drink water every single day is to consume half your body weight in ounces. I am one of the most competitive people you have ever met in all your life. I don't compete against you, I compete against me. Competing against you is unhealthy, so I don't do that unless we're in a race and then it's on. Okay, so water, I compete with myself every day. I will drink at least half my body weight in ounces every single day. I always have a water bottle with me at all times. If you want success, you gotta plan ahead on what you're gonna drink. You can't get out in 95, 100 degree weather with no water beside you and think that driving past Sonic and Starbucks is not gonna be a temptation for you, all right? You have to plan ahead. You must plan ahead. We wanna thrive in this life that the Lord has blessed us with. We want to crave only him, then I must plan ahead. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Y'all, here we go, what's the word of God say? It says, so whatever, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. Now, the reason why I started with planning ahead and with your food is because food is 80% of your results. The other component is exercise. If you exercise, but you do not change your diet, you will not see very many results. Food is 80% of your results of being healthy. So start with your food. But exercising, it is so important. But I hear people say, well, I'm not an athlete. It hurts. I don't like it. My mom says, I don't like to sweat. My mom and I are very opposite, if you don't know us at all. My mom hugs. I don't hug. If you tried to hug me, please don't hug me, okay? I don't hug. My mom doesn't sweat. I sweat a lot, okay? So 
Exercise, let's talk about it. Exercise is moving. It's giving your muscles, your tendons, your ligaments the opportunity to develop, to stretch. We live in a sedentary society. We live in a culture that sits down at work all day long. Guess what? I have a sit down job at work. It's tough on my body. So I take exercising 10 minutes and I go outside. You might see me downtown walking. I'm walking in heels sometime because I just got to get my move steps in. But here's the deal with exercise. It can be anything from walking your dog, dancing, paddle boarding, pickleball. It can be golfing, swimming, football, riding a bike, even gardening. It's endless. But here's the deal. You must plan ahead to exercise. You don't accidentally get into shape. You accidentally gain 10 pounds, right? It does not just happen. You have to plan. You have to plan ahead with exercise as well. Most people are not motivated to make modifications in their eating and in exercise. The key is these two questions, and this is really important. If you have a pen and in paper, I would write this down because this is really important. Who do I wanna be and what goals do I have for my life? Who do I wanna be and what goals do I have for my life? Sometimes we get swallowed up in the busyness and the chaos and the stress of our daily life that we lose sight and we lose hope of the bigger picture. I will tell you this, if you have business goals, you wanna be a CEO, you wanna be a multimillionaire, that's great. But if you're always having to take sick days because you don't take care of your body by fueling it well and exercising, it's probably not gonna happen. If you have dreams where you wanna travel and see the seven wonders of the world, you wanna walk in the holy land, see what Jesus, where he was, if you wanna go have tea at Buckingham Palace, guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna plan ahead and you're gonna put money aside to travel, right? If that's a dream you have. But guess what? If you get over there and you wanna see these iconic historical places, but your knees hurt too bad to walk, you gotta plan ahead. If you have dreams of wanting to pass down a godly heritage, you wanna leave a legacy for your kids and your grandkids. You wanna invest in creating memories for them. Then here's the deal, you gotta have a healthy, strong body so you can be that example and be that legacy. It's pretty cool, pretty cool in my life right now. My kids have at basketball games, at football games, at track meets, they have grandparents and they have great grandparents there. And I have had friends that not only have their grandparents already passed on, but their parents have. One of my dear friends, almost every game, she looks down at me with tears in her eyes. She goes, I would give anything to have my parents watch my kids. I would give anything if my grandparents could have even met my kids. And I will tell you, that just like Pastor Solomon said in the tithes and offerings, like we sow a seed of blessing for not only us, but for our kids, for our grandkids and our great grandkids. It's the same thing with your physical health. 
If that's a legacy of who you wanna be and what you wanna do, then you gotta keep that in your mind right now and stop letting your emotions control you with setting your alarm and hitting snooze and putting this in your mouth because you feel sad and drinking this sugary drink because you have no energy because you stayed up late watching Netflix. You've got to keep your eyes focused and plan ahead. You see, we gamble with our health all the time, but we must fuel our body with healthy foods. We have to get daily exercise. These are worship to the Lord. When we see the past, the hurt and the pain of these daily habits, we gotta get past those and we have to see the benefits. We've gotta be focused and it helps us plan for our next decision. So number one, I said, ask God for healthful wisdom. Number two, I said, plan ahead. Number three, moderation is key. You see, most people fail in these areas because they swing from one end of the pendulum all the way to the other at once, right? Like everyone's gonna go home tonight and they're like, that dadgum Amanda Bullen, I'm signing up for CrossFit, no more sugar, I'm done, I'm paleo, keto, a vegan, all of it, all at once, no more soda, right? And you go from over here to over here and what happens? The day after you work out, you go to sit down on the toilet and you scream my name as a cuss word because it hurts so bad because your muscles are sore, your body's screaming at you, you haven't had a diet Dr. Pepper, and you're like, this is stupid, and you wanna throw things. Because here's the deal, moderation is key. So go back, the Lord will guide you. Make small changes. This is a marathon, it's not a sprint. So I will tell you, if you can start drinking half your body weight in ounces in water every day, Try and get a certain amount of days straight, 10 days straight. Try and go three days a week. I'm gonna exercise three days this week for 30 minutes. And then you gotta reward yourself. But let me tell you something, we don't reward ourselves with food. That's not what we need to do because that's what most of us do, right? We gotta reward ourselves with a book, with new golf balls, with a manicure. Reward yourself with something tangible. I will tell you this. I love ice cream, but I don't eat ice cream every day. I really enjoy Mexican food, but it's a moderation. Tomorrow is my birthday, and guess what? I'm eating cake all week. No, <laughs> I'm not. That's what most people do, right? I will tell you this. On Friday night, my family's taking me to my favorite restaurant. I know this. We've already planned. So you know what I'm doing? I'm upping my fruits and vegetables. I'm upping my intake of that because here's the deal. Not every one of my meals has to be healthy, but if 80% of my meals, so out of 10 meals, if eight out of 10, I can be healthful, I can plan ahead, then I give myself 20%. 20% is a lot. And most of the time when I take the 20%, I usually regret it after. And I wish I wouldn't have. The last scripture I'm gonna share with you is in the message version. It's Proverbs chapter 23, verses 20 through 21. It says, don't drink too much wine and get drunk. Don't eat too much food and get fat. Drunks and gluttons will end up on skid row in a stupor and dressed in rags. 
Proverbs is about wisdom. This isn't about getting skinny. This isn't about in any way you going and winning a marathon. This is about what you put into your body and what you do to your temple as worship to God. And in order for you to thrive on this life, your physical health is a really big component. So I want everybody to stand up with me. Everybody stand up. Remember, this is a process, it's not a sprint. So I just want everyone to bow your head and, and I'm just gonna ask this, if you have suffered from any type of imprisonment with food, whether it was just the wrong mindset, whether it was an eating disorder, whether it is eating too much, if it's abusing your body by not getting any type of exercise, by it's being consumed by food, if it's craving food more than the word of God, I just want you to raise your hand. Father God, you see these hands raised right now. Father, I speak right now that you would break any type of bondage in the name of Jesus. Father, areas in our life, Father, that, that have held us back, Lord, that we've opened the door to things that we shouldn't have. I pray right now that you break that. If there are addictions, you break that. If there are mindsets, Father, that have overcome us from our childhood, Father, if we've connected food with eating, I pray, Lord, right now that you break that in the name of Jesus. Father, that we would crave you. Father, that we would see the value in whatever we put in our mouths, whatever we do to our bodies, it is worship to you. I pray, Lord, right now that you would be the guide, you would be the shepherd over your sons and your daughters, that you would speak to them, direct them in this area, and I speak freedom right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray right now that you would give them the assistance they need, Father, as they move forward, as they make healthy decisions. Father, that they would see it as a legacy for their family, and Father, through this, they would honor you. We thank you right now for what you're doing in us and through us, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.